these. Son of a bitch. What are you talking about? Yeah, now? funny little green ghouls. Go what? Like in movies and cartoons? What? Are oh, green ghouls, buddy! Don't write books. I'm not. I think this know. dude's got to be just singing in the bathroom. Or he must be like singing pretty consistently. Yeah, I mean, he is known as bathroom sleeper. Bathroom sleeper or bathroom singer? Recording artist slash bathroom sleeper. So he is. He do be taking little naps. He do be taking little naps. Hey, oh, Mike, no. I know you listen sometimes. I'm talking about your text. <laughs> Hi guys, the, everyone that's not Mike. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up? It's Area Two One Five. It's a Thursday, and I have beer all over me. I'm sticky. Thursday and covered in beer. Yeah, I we, think we recorded last time on a Thursday too. Thursdays are a good day. It's either therapy or recording recently, and that's nice. Yeah. Um, but hi, we're Area Two One Five. We talk about paranormal and spoopy stuff and cryptids, and we make cocktails to go with them. Except for today. Except for today. Oh yeah. Um, so we're just drinking beer because uh, Beer Week is coming up, and Beer Week is hard for yeah. people in the beer industry. So yeah, I I decided to take the week off before Beer Week, and honestly, this is like my staycation. So I was like, I don't really feel like making a drink or thinking and then of course last night and this morning i was like i'm gonna make a drink make something i was i was like i'm gonna make a lemongrass simple syrup since i have green tea and we're gonna make this drink and i was like it has nothing to do with what we're talking about but then i realized i don't have any sugar anymore which is why i don't even have any simple syrup in the house that's pretty important when it comes to simple syrup yeah i think i don't even have enough for half of a cup so i was like this is kind of what are you looking at i thought the (laughs) I thought the paper bat on the floor over there was like ooze coming out of underneath the door. And I was like, what is oozing? Oh, cool. <laughs> it does look like ooze. Also, oh, your boy's I love, here. I love him. My son, please help him. He's sick. <laughs> He's so sick. Um, I don't know if I said my name. Hi, I'm Sam Hotbocket. Oh, uh, that means I didn't say hi. I'm Puffy the Two Inch Punisher because I follow your lead, baby. Yay. Yeah, we're just going to be drinking beer today. We'll talk to you if we feel like about the beer that we're drinking do we feel like talking about it i mean we i opened mine already so you can't hear the the thing but wow they filled their can really well yeah that was hot like yeah that's wild uh i'm drinking unity ipa by love city brewing we made it gay though yeah it's the gay unity i was really excited we got new labels for pride month i'm pushing for them to be all time all year labels because they look really cool they're mad cute and i'm a big gay person who made gig big gay beer and i put it in this big gay can actually toby put it in the can but this big i almost gay did can. all three things i almost made it and then fucking put it in there and then i guess that's the only two things um i'm drinking something that somebody gave me called arrowwood uh porch beer it's a wild ale it's pretty good it's from new york though yeah they're a farm brewery which is cool yeah it's cute they sound a little bougie but like yeah, but they do a really cool thing. It's yeah. a cool thing that they do. Oh, yeah. They they only only use product that's local, like locally grown on the farm um, and things that are only in season. So they're not bringing in any, any like different hops or like anything that isn't like native to New York. That's so fucking cool. Which like I think that's pretty sick. It takes a lot of resources and it's a very special thing to be able to do. So it's 
quite inaccessible to a lot of people so it's cool to see that's where i'm like they're bougie because yeah, like that is cool like an expensive thing to well. do but like yeah that's it's still cool i'm gonna take a little sip two little sip props to their canning people and the art's that. cute it reminds me of um i love the art oh it reminds me of something i want to say something but it's gonna sound mean and i don't mean it to be mean <laughs> It's like a sweet tart, but with like an after foot taste. I mean, yeah, if you like kombucha, then I think you'd like it. Yeah, like in not a bad way. And I know, well, Camp- kombucha. I like toes. I don't care. Kombucha tastes like feet, dude. But like, I still drink kombucha. Yeah. I don't actually like toes, but. Do you like kombucha? I love kombucha. I love stinky things. Yeah, there you go. Stinky. Except cheese. I don't like cheese. I like stinky fucking You don't like cheese? Well, like stinky cheese. Oh, yeah. I like a soft cheese. I'm a little baby when it comes to cheese. I'm like, there's mold on it. Ew. Is is does cheese? Can cheese get us into our subject? Uh, yeah, we're gonna shoehorn right into um the it's the cheese of Pennsylvania, <laughs> steel. <laughs> yep. There we go. I think we got the name of the episode. Uh, um. So today, so today we're talking about steel-related deaths and hauntings. And yeah, we have a special person that we're going to talk about. Um, called Slagpile Annie. Slagpile Annie. I saw that on our list and was like, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah. Um. Well, do you know what slag is? Because I found out that a lot of people don't know what that is. So nope. I, I put in here a little bit about slag. No, dude, tell me. Um. What is she? she uh, well, I'm going to tell you later, because I wrote it later, and I'm going to get confused if I read it now. Okay. So stay tuned for Slag Talk with Area 205. <laughs> um, but yeah, so first of all, we're talking about Pittsburgh. Steel was made like a lot of places throughout Pennsylvania, I think. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. Pittsburgh's huge with steel. They love steel. Yeah, they got the fucking Steelers. Yes. Teams. That is the that is the sports team. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were historically and culturally driven it, by the acceptance of, like, the good old boy, good old worker type mentality. Like, you go to work, you work 472 hours a day, you come home covered in soot, and it's fine that your lungs suck. <laughs> um, but in the 1880s, um, 20% of all male deaths in Pittsburgh happened in steel mills. Damn. Yeah, it's, like, comparative to a small battle in the Civil War. Whoa. Yeah. Fucking insane. Um, As industry defines culture, though, it makes a lot of sense that bringing in thousands of workers and immigrants uh, to the greater Pittsburgh area would directly influence haunting lore of the area. Mm -hmm. Uh, The industry swelled from as folks from Ireland, Scotland, Wales, and England emigrated. Uh, to join the Amalgamated Association of Iron and Steel Workers. Ta-da! They got a cool seal. It's like their union, um, but... Yeah, they have a cool seal. <laughs> I just pictured them having a little friend. That'd be kind of cool. It would be cool, but it would probably not be good for the seal. Yeah, because they do need water around, and I don't think that water is around. treated very nicely. Yeah. All right, never mind. But what? Forget that they have a seal. Well, I want them to have a seal now, but the seal would get so dry. It would get so hot in there. Yeah, and then he'd just start biting people. Um, honking. Honk. So, with this, steel was established as, like, the primary industry in Pittsburgh. Naturally, mills developed their own set of folklore and legends, including ghost stories. Uh, Many of them were exchanged 
as like safety warnings for workers by board workers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Thousands of workers were killed or maimed every year on the job. And even after the industry as a whole began to force improvements through unionization, improvements which included impending safety general general safety measures like they had like nothing yeah um the industry basically ignored or was ignorant to the effects of fumes and gases on workers and this includes what we see now as obvious respiratory illnesses cancer and impaired speech as being a byproduct of inhaling metal yeah um but with all of this i'm sorry i really i have really bad cotton mouth so i'm gonna keep pausing to drink (laughs) um <laughs> With this, we come to the ghosts of steel. Ghosts of steel. I want to be like, little way to the ghosts of steel. That's what plays in my head when I say that. Okay. All I right. tried to do steel ghosts and like say it in a way, and then I was like, no one's gonna realize you're talking about steel panther. You're just putting two words together. It doesn't <laughs> like. I mean, they do now. Just because they share one word doesn't mean people are get, gonna get it. So I'm going with the Devo joke. All right. All right. Um, so I have a few, they're very short stories about some folks who are now dead that just act like they don't, aren't. They, they act like they aren't dead? Yeah, because yeah. they're, they're, they're ghosts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so there was a guy, Jim G- G- Grabowski. I don't know why Grabowski. that was so Grabowski. It's actually not that hard to pronounce, but I just stumbled through that. It's the cotton mouth, dude. It's the cotton mouth. Not the weed. It's no. the cotton mouth. Yeah. Um, so. You keep getting stuck. It just gets jumbled up in my mouth. I don't say it no good. Uh, so this guy, Grabowski. <laughs> Grabowski. Um, he's haunted the Jones Laughing Steel, Laughlin Steel Company's two-shop Southside Mill Complex since 1922. Word. Jones and La- Laughlin. I don't know. L-A-U-G-H-L-A-N. I don't, it hey comes man, up. I believe if you. If you literally Google, like, Steel Pittsburgh, this place comes up. It's like a huge thing uh but he continued to haunt the area straight up until its demolition in 1960 so that's a pretty good run it's like 50 years almost 42 whatever he died brutally when he tripped over a rigger's hose and <coughs> fell into the foundry ladle Whoa. the foundry ladle's that big old bucket of molten metal. Whoa! i kind of had a feeling that's what it was but... yeah it's like you know like a cast iron ladle that a lot of people would have to like yeah. pour small molds just a bucket of that huge. Whoa. Because I was like, there's no way he fell into a ladle and died. And then I looked it up and I was like, that is like huge. Yeah. It's too much. Um, That's crazy. Folks said that he died crying out in pain at first. And then he just started maniacally laughing. Whoa. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Very like Joker. I was thinking Joker the entire time because it's like a giant falling into a giant toxic vat of something. But yeah, but this is like molten steel. It Terrifying. also made me think about that guy. I figured we could bring it up later. But uh, uh, that dude who left all those notes um, in a bunch of people's mailboxes in like Brewery Town. Which one? For like the, Fairmount. The area. ABBA one? Yeah. Yeah. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Breakfast. And he wanted everybody to get into steel furnaces and become... He did. Yeah, 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 yeah. He did. I'll I'll pull it up and we can read it. This is probably the third time that that's come up on this podcast. We end up talking about that a lot. We should just do that. I want it to go. I know. I I forgot it was happening to work. Johnny reminded me. Me and Jare were supposed to go. We were obsessed with it. I still have the memes. I love that. 
For those of you who don't know about it, I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll talk about it on a bonus episode or something. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about it. I'll, I'll bring it up a little bit. Yeah, cool. Later. Love it. Let's go back to these other people who died. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, after this guy died, so when you when you fall into something like molten metal, you're like almost instantaneously liquefied into the steel. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I was wondering what happens. Yeah, you 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 melt by metal, which sounds just as brutal as you can as you want. Like if you're if you're interested in what this looks like, I recommend looking up like welding burns and then just thinking about what that would look like on your entire body. Whoa! Because I feel like it, it's just brutal, man. It's, yeah, it's not great because it like burns and then it cools and it's like oh, it's like one with you, whatever. <laughs> So, approximately 40 other workers died at the mill in this manner, and that's only what was, like, reported in this one site that I found. Jesus. I also have a couple <coughs> references I'll throw up where in the normal place, um, but his haunting is the one that seems to get the most attention. Uh, but in a kind of cool moment, the workers skimmed a small portion from the steel and pressed n- presented the nuggets to his family members before dumping the molten metal. <laughs> Because it was contaminated by human. But, like, I don't know. I thought that was, like, kind of fucking cool. It is cool, but I also am, like... It's a weird way to find out someone died. Yeah, like, here you go. Here's your husband. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I was also thinking, like, what do they do with the human steel? Because that's... They have to dump it. Yep, yeah, dump it where? I don't know. Like, what happens to it? Like, it just cools, so then there's just steel... That exists somewhere. Yeah, you know I did not look up disposal of, like, steel. But there's, like... So there's, like, impure metals that can, like, be separated out of that shit. They probably do it in the same manner that they dispose of those, I guess. Is a human an impure metal, would you say? Some. Do you think that Some you are would... not metal at all. <laughs> <laughs> some are fucking corny. True. <laughs> Actually, some of the metal ones are also corny. Yeah, yeah. So, you know. Um, cool. Yeah. We'll look up recycling techniques for uh, human-laden molten steel. Or just, like, recycling we'll techniques for Maybe. steel. Because, like, what happens? Where did... Sorry. I'm really stuck oh, on so that. Oh, so, actually, they... So, what they... They take... I feel like it's because it's human that it's different. They... Most of the steel that we produce, especially within the last, like, bunch of years is just recycled. So it's just, like, a bunch of aluminum they, like, and that is removed from... I, they get, like, cars and shit. I don't know why... Yeah, yeah, I mean, what just recycling steel f- and turning it into a different form of steel, like... I, yeah, I, but you have to purify certain steel, because, like, stainless steel has to have below a certain percentage of other metals for it to be considered stainless steel. How do you know this much about steel? Because I work with steel. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, our fermenters, like, stainless steel does cool things like it doesn't rust, but around the places that we weld it, there can be rusting, and you have to, like, pay attention to that and treat it to make sure everything's cool. Mm -hmm. But yeah. And then I also watched all those things about steel. Because yeah. I was like, what's going on in Pittsburgh? You guys really love steel. <laughs> and then I got really into steel. Um, New hobby. I think it might be. <laughs> I was looking up, like, steel trains and shit. Like, thing, like, like trains that run through steel factories is a manner of cleanup. You'll see why. All right. Um, so the U.S. Steel Company's Edgar Thompson Works in Braddock is the next place that we have a ghostie. 
Ghosty. Um, so this building has been reported haunted since 1967. I actually didn't... I thought I had the date that it opened, but only since, like, the 60s. <laughs> Say that like it's not, like, fucking 60 years ago. Um... There's a faceless, levitating apparition of a man who's been seen. He's believed to be a man whose wife was murdered. Whoa. And in a rightfully hysterical moment, he jumped in front of a train and the train severed his head from his body. Whoa. Yeah. He is believed to have returned to the road where his wife met her death, which is just outside of the works building. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, weird headless guy. I wonder if you ever see, like, her haunting her around, too. It did, these, like, little ones were just, like, little snippets, and I think that's kind of part of the, like, yeah, it's just board workers, like, make, like not making up stories, but retelling things that happened and being, like, be fucking careful. Yeah. Cautionary tales. Because there's a couple train deaths in this one, man. Um, also, were you looking at my gross thing? I ran into a door, and it doesn't look good. Oh, I was on the phone with you when you did that. Uh, yeah, that hurt, man. It doesn't look good. That's intense. Um, yeah. <laughs> Fuck that door. Um, there's also the spirit of Joe Magarak. That's how we're choosing to say that. He was like a Paul Bunyan-like figure who supposedly worked at the same mill as the, that, like, the Tom, the other guy, John, John and Lang, Laugh Log. Yeah. Whatever I said earlier. Laughing is what you said at one point, but. Yeah, John laughing. That <laughs> mill. He supposedly worked at that mill and. Okay. I don't know why I wrote that. So he, wrote, he worked at that mill. Cool. Sick. Doing great on the script that I wrote myself for <laughs> myself. Uh, he's believed to have died by suicide by jumping into the mill. It could have been depression, but I also had a thought that, like, this place is, like, super hot. Yeah. Like, you are melting metals that takes a lot of heat, and you can't just, like, make that go away. Yeah. And working in intensely hot conditions, I know for a fact you start going a little weird. Like You, you can start, start getting, boiling your brain. Yeah. Like, I feel like last year in the brewery, my brain started boiling. Mm-hmm. I could see myself doing some stupid shit at that point. I fucking burned myself during that time. Like, Yeah, I mean, I think... Because what you said that was during what time frame? Uh, that one doesn't have a year. They just said oh. Paul Bunyan type figure, but the mill itself was twenty two. Okay, yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking like into that where you know maybe they didn't think about that during the time period and were just like depression. But like, right? Yeah, dude, that totally makes sense. Your your body starts to work differently under extreme temperatures and extreme temperatures are like the type of shit that's in steel mills. Yeah. And like my fucking uncle works at, well, I think he owns it. I don't know. He's got the helicopter place. He like makes helicopter raw materials for helicopter parts. He essentially works in a steel mill, but they make other metals. Mm -hmm. I walked in there once and it wasn't even like operating. I, I went there to seal coat the joint and was like, I got to pee. And he's like, go in the warehouse. It was 115 degrees and nothing was being melted. Like, Damn. it was fucking brutal. Um, Even after joining the amalgamation of whatever the fuck, iron and steel guys, fucking the union. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I want to look more into that union. That union seems cool. It seems like they did, like, quite a bit. But whatever. Okay. So the other, the next one, next dude we're talking about is... The paymaster of the Union Tunnels under Braddock Ave. So underneath the place that we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, 
This guy was believed to have died in an office in the plant. He was, like, doing his, like, money-ly duties, like, his managerial stuff. Um, and his apparition has not been seen since the tunnels were closed off, but it seems like he was just hanging out in his office for a while after yeah. he died. One of those, like, resi- residual energy type things? Because yeah. he didn't have, like, a brutal death, right? Or that no, least- he just died. I didn't even think about that because the other ones have been so crazy of just like this crazy thing happens. I didn't even realize he just died. Yeah, I mean it's probably like a residual energy type thing, like what we were talking, what we talked about, like literally forever ago with like the different types of ghosts. When I was thinking about that a lot, when we talk about Annie, because this guy seems to be like one of those tape recorder hauntings where it's just yeah. the same thing played over and over again. She's different. Yeah. She, like, she kind of does some things that I'm like, what the fuck? Um, sort of unbelievable. But there was another person who died under Braddock Ave as well. Uh, his, their apparition appears regularly. So it's believed to be a man who was, like, backing up train cars. Mm-hmm. And at a certain point, he realized the engineer couldn't see him. Like, the conductor of the train Whoa. couldn't see him. And he starts desperately screaming for this guy to stop. But the, he didn't hear him. And he was ran over by the train and cut in half. And he's been known to mess with the power and, like, flashlights and forklifts. Cool. Which, like, don't fuck with my forklift, but, like, I mean, I guess it's kind of cool as long as you don't hurt me. Um, But he's shown himself wearing coveralls and, like, an old-timey cap. I don't know what that, but, I don't know. I'm imagining, like, one of those, like, railroad hats, but I'm sure it was cooler. Like, the railroad hats. Oh, yeah. Like a conductor hat. Yeah. Um, but he also carries a lantern sometimes, and usually the bottom half of him appears as, like, a green haze. Weird. Yeah. So his, like, his, his other part of his body left, but the top half stayed behind. Maybe his legs, like, haunt his home (laughs) or something. Like, it's like a split haunting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, the legs are back! (laughs) I mean, isn't that what happened in Fresno? Uh. (laughs) Just nothing but legs. But <clears throat> we don't have anything as cool as the fucking night crawlers here. We got side pile Annie. Yeah. She's one of the most popular steel mill ghosts. I did have to just be like, okay, specifically other steel mill ghosts. Stop showing me slag pile Annie. Because it is kind of just the same story repeated over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, supposedly there are variations, but the most common version was recorded by folklorist and writer... George Swetnam in the early 1960s. So, situated a few miles south of the Monongahela River, a river named for the Monongahela whom we stole land from and inhumanely displaced, there's a town called Hazelwood. Mm-hmm. Uh, in this town is that Jones and Laughlin Mill. Did I say it right? I think I said it right. Yeah. Uh, this I opened mean- in 1852. Okay. 1852. Back, I, that's that's like 1952. What? How do you talk like you're in the 1850s? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm in the 1850s. I'm in the 1850s. Oh, that, I don't know. That sounded kind of good. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't know what somebody from the 1850s sounds like. If anybody can give us a sound clip of the 1850s at gmail.com. Please send it right there. Um, but since its opening, it has been the scene of many accidental deaths, as I mentioned before, including Slag Pile Annie. So Slag 
I don't know why I put this this late, but slag. Let's talk about it. Yeah. It's a non-metallic byproduct of mutual dissolution of flux. Jesus Christ. Of flux with non-metallic impurities and welding and the brazing process. So essentially it's a hardened layer that's left on top of the weld. So it's the impurities that come to the top. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And they form this like protective layer around the weld that it, it protects it from oxygen. Okay. Um, and other contaminations, but it's mostly to protect it from oxygen. It will rust at some point, though. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what you're, like, trying to avoid, but you can clean it off this other stuff. Cool. Awesome. Word. Um, it also should be noted that the removal of slag itself is a mechanical process. Like, it's not something that, like, it's not a chemical thing. You can't just throw something on it and take it off all the time. Like, you do need to chip it with, like, a hammer or, like, wire brush it. Whoa. Or needle scale it. I'm not really sure what that is, but I'm sure it involves, like, a fine-tooth thing. Yeah. So it's, like, a manual thing. And I'm sure in a steel company, you would be collecting large bits of slag with, like, a shovel or some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so Annie worked in the mill during the Second World War. As with most industries, women filled the role of men during war times, including vacant jobs at the mill. And I, I'm using women and men. I know we have more words and identification now, but we didn't have them then, so women and men. Her job was to engineer a small steel slag train pulling buggies. So it's like, in Crash Bandicoot, I was trying to figure out a way to say this. In Crash Bandicoot, where he's like in the like cart. Yeah. Just imagine that steel, big, bunch of them behind a train. Okay. So she drove this train, and she would go through the tunnels at night and, like, pick up the slag. Toot toot. Yeah. Cool. Um, she was actually considered lucky because she was able to continue to work this job past the war. So she ended up working there long after the war ended. I would imagine if it's a late-night job, there was are hard hours to keep. Most people don't want them. Yeah, I mean... Coming from somebody who works late night hours. I'm not sure if it was, like, an only nighttime thing, but, like, she was willing to do nighttime, so that's cool. Yeah. Um, but five years after Annie's death, a young student from the local University of Pittsburgh got a summer job at Jones at Laughlin Mill in Hazelwood and was assigned to the same duty. Okay. Um, he ends up finding out a little bit about how she dies. Um, so he was to drive the buggy, which pulled empty hopper cars through poorly lit and super dark tunnels. So he's in this very shitty place underneath a blast furnace. Uh, he would drive through and pick up the hot slag during the steel mill, just like Andy did. Um, one day he was making his... Did I say this was in the 60s? Yes. Okay, cool. So yeah. this is like the I, 1960s. The job's pretty much being done the same. No, you didn't, but... I just realized you didn't, but yeah. Okay, so yeah, yeah. this guy was a student in the 60s. Um, One day he was making his way through the poorly lit tunnel and he saw a woman. She was wearing work clothes, which I imagine is like coveralls. Yeah. um, And a red bandana in her hair. A lot of people who talk about Annie are like, I imagine Rosie. And like, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if she dressed a lot like her. Yeah. Um, Very common attire for the the time frame. The working ladies of World War II. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she was in like her late forties, early fifties and he pulled up beside her and he's like, Hey lady, you you better get out of here. You're going to get killed down here. (laughs) And she responded. She said, Whoa, I can't get killed. I'm already dead. 
Yeah. And Man, that sounds like a fucking ghost story. Yeah. And like, that sounds like that kid was like, she fucking, she told me she was already dead. I just love that the dude's like, hey, lady. Yeah. Like, how are you not like, what the fuck are you doing down yeah, here? Yeah, excuse like, me. Get out of my building. Like, this is really dangerous. Like, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? What door did you come in? Like, How did you get here before me? Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. Cause this guy confuses me because he sort of just continued to like do his job. I guess she disappeared. Um, but when he finished his job, he went up to his foreman and he was like, Yo, I saw this fucking lady down in the tunnels. And she was like, I'm dead. And, <laughs> and his boss was like, well, you just met Slag Pile Annie. Wait. Slag Pile? Yeah. I don't know why earlier I thought you said Slag Pie. No, but that explains why you repeated me wrong. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just sort of blew through it. It took me a second to process, and I was like, that wasn't right. But All right. Fine. Yeah, Slag Pile. No pies. <laughs> no pies. <laughs> don't eat Slag. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Foreman was like, you met Slag Pile Annie. And then he sort of told him like a little bit about Annie. There's some unknown stuff, which is mostly what we know is what we don't know kind of stuff. It's still unclear whether or not she was killed by accident or she was murdered. Whoa. For some reason, people have brought that up. Like I, I feel like she probably just got killed because they know she was burned to death by hot slag. Yeah. Um, Whoa. Wait, you didn't but, say that but, yet. We're, you know, we're doing anything. Okay. All right, sorry. Because the guy didn't say that she looked like she was burned. She, yeah. So, yeah, what we know about her death is not much. Okay. Um. So, yeah, accident or murder, we don't fucking know. We know that she was burned to death by hot slag, but all the v- details are super vague. Because I'm sure they come from, like, something of a work document that is, like, way before workers' comp. Like, yeah. And... Like, nobody really gave a shit. They were probably just, like, died on job. Yeah. Hot slag or something. But, like, if she was murdered, because there were so many deaths in this industry, because of how dangerous it is, especially during, like, mundane jobs, when you're just, like, doing your job, the thing you do every day, and you stop paying attention, people die. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to think, like, why she would have been murdered, because I'm like, I feel like that just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Unless there was some beef that nobody knew about, but the only but thing- they never looked into it, because they were just like, died on the job. The only that's thing- That's the weird thing, and I'm sure that's what people are like, Ugh. but I'm sorry. Well, no, the only thing that I feel like would make sense of why somebody would have potentially murdered her was because she was able to keep her job after, Sorry. like, after the war- which means that she was taking a job from a man. And, like, yeah, maybe people are just pissed for, yeah. like, the same reason they're pissed now, I guess. Yeah, and, like, killed her because her job used to be fucking Dave's. Right, and they're something. like, well, I can make this look like a fucking accident because yeah. she's decided to work this danger job. Okay. All right, sorry. I was. I just needed to talk through that in my in my brain. No, I'm, I sort of rearranged this a little bit, so I understand why it's maybe a little confusing, so I appreciate you asking these clarifying okay. questions. Um, but yeah, I don't remember where I was. Hold on one second, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, so it was a daily occurrence, so there wasn't much attention, and there was zero investigation at all into her death. They were just like, dead. Cool. Um, in the following years, her ghost has reported, has been reported in the tunnel where she lost her life, and it was more than just the sky, it 
is probably a thing around the planet. It's fucking Peggy and, and Hank. Yeah. Like, it's like the ghost that you name at the jobs that you work at that you're just like, you and your coworkers talk about it, but you never really. Yeah. It's not like you're reporting it anywhere. So, another, some other occasions, other workers did claim to see her and interact with her. The previously mentioned university student was just kind of the big one. Mm-hmm. Um, others claimed, like, people have claimed to see her through smoke. Kind of like a misty sort of thing, I guess. But most people say that she appears, like, pretty solid. Yeah. She's, like, a legit apparition. Like, you could see most of her, and there's detail. Um, but she's known to speak to everyone okay uh conversations folks have had with her have been known to last quite a while and they're not like single word answers they're not like on repeat playing the same sentence over and over again it's like they're saying they're like talking to her yeah um but interestingly these conversations always end when you ask her name okay Uh, supposedly if you ask her name she just vanishes yeah cool she's so willing to and like i don't know maybe like i mean maybe that's the fun of it yeah and i think part of the way that she communicates is part of the reason i don't think she was murdered and i know that's a crazy like i'm not an investigator we don't have those titles yet. That's not um, true. Just we we just have to put it in I'm our name. I'm a fucking investigator. Paranormal investigators. Here it's we us. are. We're here. Email us. We'll come do jobs at your house. Yep. Um And other places you know. But like that's part of the reason I'm like, she communicates so well with people. Yeah. Like it does like people understand her and it's not like people reaching for like something. She's t- just talking to people. Yeah. And I feel like if it was that, it, she would say something like avenge me or like or like it was philip you know like yeah yeah unless she forgot yeah maybe still like stuck in a different time period like doesn't really like she clearly understands that she's dead though or some version of her understands that she's dead yeah and i'm just like i feel like to forget how you were murdered if you were murdered so brutally that you were to haunt something but what if she also didn't know she was murdered See, that would be wild. Like, I mean, you know, accidents happen and stuff like that. What if somebody was like, I'm going to kill Annie today and just fucking like, you know, killed her with hot steel. I just didn't even think about this whole line. But she just didn't even know because she didn't see them do it. She just thought she died on. I don't know. There's like weird layers of that. But it's also an old timey time story. I mean, it's not old timey time. but It's a pretty old story. It's like fucking... I mean, if the dude was in college in the 60s, uh. it was five years after she worked there. So sometime between, like, 55 and 65. Mm-hmm. Right? Like... Have you... Did um, Maybe I'm jumping ahead, but did you get any recent... No oh, okay. Did you get any recent, like, like, sightings of her? Or is this just all... So there have actually... The place was demolished in... Oh, in 1960. So... Pretty shortly that after. That dude was in college in the 50s. Oh, wait. I'm not sure why I kept saying 60s. Well, yeah, I don't... It's that's like weird. Those times, Those times don't line up, and I didn't even notice that. The place was demolished in 1960, and no one's seen her since. Okay. That's upsetting. Yeah. Maybe I thought what the happens- 60s, because the guy who wrote this story down wrote it down in the 60s. Okay. Maybe that was it. 
I wonder what happens to ghosts when their building or area that they haunt ends up changing. It seems like, at least for the folks that we talked about today, they all stopped when the buildings were torn down. Well, but like, yeah, because maybe there's nothing recognizable for them to come back to. Yeah, but like I've definitely seen investigative shows and stuff that go to places that I'm like, that's ruins. Like, that's nothing. Yeah. That is completely changed. Like, people say that the building that H.H. Holmes built, and I know that's just, like, such an easy one to, like, grab, but it's, like, a FedEx now. And, like... Well, same thing as, uh... And they say that that building is still haunted, but, like, this place was demolished, and I don't know if something was... Maybe if another structure is built there... Well, then the, the spirits have somewhere to be. Maybe the spirits are always there and nobody really knows because nobody's there because it's ruins. Yeah. Until it's rebuilt and then people are in the, the spot again and they're like, there's a thing here. Well, even to go into H.H. Holmes, people say that the Acme on Passion Gave across the street from Triangle Tavern is also haunted because that was the hanging spot of H.H. Holmes. But also, wasn't he trying to... There's another place. Or that was the prison or something. I don't think it was just That's the hanging crazy. spot. It was the prison. Because there's another place. He tried to build something in Philly. Yeah, I I don't so know like, that. Um, or like lived in Like he was like doing weird shit in Philly for a minute. And I forgot he got hanged there. Or, yeah. Or, yeah, he died by hanging, right? There's a plaque that's right there. If you read it, it says that it used to be a prison, but I think it, he, I think they also hung on the property. Right, okay. That's so, wild. I, like, delivered beer to that Acme for so long. You didn't know that? Well, I didn't know, well, I didn't know that it was, like, fucking haunted. I don't know shit about Philly, man. I'm still trying to learn. Yeah, there's a, a bunch of, like, Reddit posts about it being haunted. I haven't really, like... I don't know, maybe... It's, there, it's ear... Like, there's... Something's off. Damn. I've only ever been there, like, during the day. Like, usually morning time. It's, like, kind of bustling. And... But, like, it fe- Something is off. Like, I'm not surprised to hear that. We used to have a regular that worked there, and I should have fucking... In the pharmacy section, and I should have asked him. I can ask Owen to ask the people that we bring beer to. I mean, they're pretty friendly. You yeah. could probably ask them. Yeah, which is weird, because usually it's giant employees that are happier. I realized <laughs> no, it's not because they have a robot watching them the whole time. I feel like, well, maybe it's just an act, and I'm just I'm just going off facial expressions because <laughs> acne employees I feel like are just always pissed off and like giant. Em- Fuck, maybe it is a ruse. Giant employees are like always fine. Yeah, because they have a robot watching them. God damn it! And it well, fucking beats them every time they they frown. I don't know that, but I'm going to assume that that's what happens. I'm going to say giant employees are just really happy that Slag Pile Annie lives on. (laughs) (laughs) That's a perfect representation for the importance of women as workers during wartime. Okay. And the sacrifices made during the process of war. Um, That's basically how she gets brought up. Like, as like a legacy of a woman worker during wartime, even though she died after the war ended. Yeah. They're just like, wow, look at this lady. She's really cool. She died. Very sad. <laughs> she haunts things and goes, I'm dead. Yeah, it's it's interesting to hear that she's like kind of almost like a conscien- conscious entity. Yeah, she's like a conscious being. And I think that's like why... Or not being... Whatever. And so, yeah, you're right. I think that's why I'm like, why are there not more varied stories? Yeah. Because she's like said to be so... 
like animated. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of weird. I mean, we should we should find other ghost stories where maybe that happens, where people are actually having like legitimate conversations with I mean it it happens like I talk with ghosts. It it does happen. I feel like I've definitely seen oh, yeah. stories of that. And it does seem like ghosts that do that do that consistently. Like there's like a type of communicative ghost. Yeah. But like I'm not gonna lie, and maybe you can tell me something I don't know, but like I don't think I've ever really seen that as a categorization of spirits and apparitions like ones who communicate in like varied ways i wonder if it's something that's like relatively new like a concept that's like kind of newer maybe like because people are making the connections and and finding more stories about it i don't know i feel like the way that we categorize ghosts has always been weird to me like even when like those like i mean there's a whole bunch of people who do it a whole bunch of ways but i feel like there's like general realms that people stay within and like, yeah. I feel like that's a like verbal and non-verbal ghosts. Awesome. Well, but like the difference between like verbal and like communicative. We put ourselves in fucking weird dumb boxes like that all the time that we usually end up breaking out of the boxes because there's stuff that's out of the norm. Right. I mean, I just think that that's like kind of normal for humans to categorize things. Oh, yeah, in a no. way that seems like it's legit, but there's always the outliers. Yeah, I just feel like communicative ghosts have to be like, there's got to be more of them like this, and I feel like we just don't run into them much. Yeah, it's like a rare occurrence type thing. I wonder if it's something of having to do with, like, if it's an energy-based thing. Like, you know how they say, like, you haunt the spots that you have the most, like, residual energy in? Mm. I wonder if it just, like, she put her heart and soul into it. I don't know. Like, I wonder if it has something to do with the amount of hours you logged in on a place. See, and, like, this is why I'm, like, I kind of want to know a little bit more about her as a person. Because I'm, like, were you just, like, a single lady, like, just, like, working, being, like, fuck it, baby? Like, I just, I hope she's a lesbian, just, like, living her best life as, like, a person who works hard. Like, she's just, like, a butch and ready to go. Because, like, I get that. That makes sense to me. I would, like, want to know more about her. Yeah. It's a bummer that we can't. Maybe there's a Pittsburgh historian out there who knows more. Maybe. Because I feel like finding some stuff like that, I was actually thinking about it the other day. I was, like, verifying identities for the podcast is, like, really weird and really hard. Because mm-hmm. I don't know how to look. You can't just Google, like... <laughs> Who was like this pioneering. guy's real name all yeah. the time? Like that only works sometimes. Yeah. What if? I mean, like you said, like us naming things. Like her name might not even be Annie. Yeah. Like like it could be like a name that somebody just gave her. Yeah, because they never say her last name. Mm-hmm. It's never like an identification of a person. I also just, keep saying slag pie. Sorry, I just it's realized. just slag pie Annie <laughs> the whole time. And I don't know, man. I have, like, a lot of questions about this, but I really fucking like this story. Yeah. It's cute, sweet, short, but, like... It's a thinker. Yeah. Big ol' thinker. Big ol' franker. I'm also proud of us for talking for, like, 43 minutes about this story that I've heard people talk eight minutes about and be like, all right, we're done. Yeah, we're good. done. We're good at that. (laughs) Well, I mean, I guess we're done. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just appreciate... 
I don't know. Sometimes we do such in-depth information, and I like speculation episodes and stuff. I think it's fun. I yeah. Think. I think it's a good time. I hope you guys liked it. Hope you guys liked it. Easy, quick. We didn't even make a fucking cocktail for it. Yeah, we're just drinking beer. We're going to drink another beer, and the Batman's going to come hang out. Yeah, we are. Sweet. Um. All right. Well, I guess I guess that's that's all she wrote. Yeah. Um. If you need a reminder, you know about all of her shit. I'm gonna give it to you. Um. You should write us you should for write sure. Us. We have a couple people who are like, oh, I have a ghost story. Then fucking give it to me. Yeah, and like I have a couple people being like, Oh, come on, come fucking come on. Yeah. All right. So, uh, area. 215pod at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah, no, I was trying to think if it was. I, I almost said area pod 215. Oh, I, see, I had to I stop. See it's area 215pod <laughs> at gmail.com. Correct. Area underscore 215 on the Instagrams. We have a Ko fi and a Patreon. Um, Got a bunch of cool bonus stuff and, you know, whatever's. Cocktail yeah. recipes. Cocktail recipes. Uh, what else have we been putting on there? Yeah, I, bonus episodes. They, yeah, I don't know why I couldn't. Th- I was like, "What's the other big thing that we, <laughs> we do?" A big thing for Patreon, and maybe you know, there's a paranormal investigator out there who wants to take us under their wing, and I can quit my job, and Buffy can decide if they want to quit their job, and we can just get paid full time to come to your house and look at things. So they're not a paranormal investigator, but seriously, my friend Kate wants to start like a group. A paranormal group? A paranormal investigation group. Oh, well, I mean, it's... They're very interested in your EMF reader. I told them all about you. It's not an EMF reader. That's not what I meant to say then. They have an EMF reader. You oh, have sick. a spirit box. Yeah. yeah they I can... have two EMF readers. And I was like, I have a temperature probe. <laughs> <laughs> and a camera. I think, um, but yeah. Like, for real? For real. Yeah, I think it's just hard sometimes with, like, working Super the hard. amount of hours that I work. Which is why I'm like, somebody just pay me to do something else. Oh, yeah, that's way cooler. Definitely just give Sam money. <laughs> you can go do that. You can give that to us on our Ko-Fi um, on a one-time basis or through our Patreon on a monthly basis. Yeah. And it's only three bucks to get all the cocktails. And, like, you can give us more if you want. Yeah. But three bucks seems cool. Cool. Uh, we're working on some stuff. We'll be back with some cool stuff. All right, well, I think we out E5000 because I kind of have to pee. Oh, cool. All right, well, fucking obviously Donna's motherfuckers. I'm Sam Hot Vodka. This is Buffy the Two Inch Punisher. See you in another dimension. Mm-hmm.